to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. Most people call him Daddy, I just call him Luke Bly, Master Blywalker. How you doing, mate? Do they? Do I people? Do. Are, are you Right, okay. Well, in that case, in <laughs> that case... It, it, true. In that case, oi oi savaloy, mate. Yeah. Oi oi savaloy. Look, I've, I've been messaging you a few times this week and um, I've got a few bits of Star Warsy goodness. I, I actually ordered, cool. you know, Vintage, you know, the app Vintage? Yes. Like, you know, e- it's like eBay. Yeah, yeah. But I'd, Never used it. it. Seemed, oh, it's worth it, mate. It seems like it's like eBay and Facebook Marketplace, kind of somewhere in between. And it feels like you can get a genuine bargain on vintage, right. whereas on eBay nowadays, it doesn't always feel like yeah. you, can, you know it's a bit commercialized, isn't it? A lot of businesses yes. on there. Vintage is like genuine secondhand stuff. I got this people to people. I'm I'm not wearing it yet because I I literally picked up about two hours ago from like one of these uh, locker things, right? And it's it's a blue like a light sky blue like Man City oi oi um, oh. t-shirt that says it's back and then the Star Wars logo and then Jap- the, like Star Wars in Japanese below it and it's so, I've never seen it before I was like this is crazy so it's upstairs and I'm going to put it in you know the washing machine because you, you never know do you? you never know right yeah, and you're going to put it on socials as well because I want to see I'm, that I'm going to mate I'm going to <laughs> But yeah, I've been messaging you, mate. So anyway, that was I thought that was a nice little tidbit. I bought something know? as well, mate, just before we oh. move on to that. I did it right. or something. Do you know um do you know proper journal, Eamon Jacobs? Classic, yeah, cool. Proper course. Journal. Sent mm. me a link the other day on X for the Jedi Survivor vinyl. They're releasing the soundtrack on vinyl, a special limited edition vinyl. Um because it's obviously Grammy nominated and all that. I know the one. Uh, Stephen Barton Gordy Hab. And he said, oh, I might have to pick this one up. And he said, oh, maybe Matt would like to see this as well. So he sent me a picture of it that he'd ordered it. And I'm like, do you know what? I'm not sitting on this. I've, so I've now ordered this special or limited edition deluxe whatever vinyl. Uh, it doesn't come out until February. But I've got that so I can dabble on whether to listen to it on my vinyl player or just to keep Ooh. it in a frame and looking pretty sexy. But yeah, man, decent deal as well, actually. It wasn't meant that much more than you'd get in your local HMV. Other shops are available including mm. postage from the States. So I was really pleased about that. Oh, cheeky. How much? Do you mind me asking how much yeah, was no, it? It in was, end? in terms of dollars, because it it, it it changes, doesn't it? So it was about yeah. just under $50. Right. And then I got, I used a 10% discount as well. So I think I ended Ooh. up paying about 36 quid overall, oh. including postage. Come on, so, mate. And you pay 20, 25 quid for a new one in HMV in London or Woking or Essex River. So I'm only paying a ten or more, and it's uh, it's you know it's limited edition. And honestly, the artwork they've got new artwork in and behind the scenes of how they came up with the score. And I'm like, yeah, man, this is it. So very pleased. So you've got your new T-shirt. I've got my new vinyl. 
And you have been messaging me all week, mate, about Star Wars stuff. I, I have. I have. And it's been yeah. nostalgia central. Congrats on the final, by the way. I'm very, very, oh. very, very jealous. So, yeah, you will have to do like a video for that. And, Ooh, and, I will. and, and I'm unsleeving, maybe, if unsleeving. you want to unsleeve it. Oh, oh and so, me dancing yeah. to it as well. That as well, obviously, goes without saying. But yeah, this this week, this particular week in December is always crazy nostalgic because it's the week or the, you know, the seven days, right? This seven day period where Star Wars films traditionally came out in December. Cool. The Force Awakens came out on the 15th of December 2015, which is a while ago, mate. That was eight years ago. <laughs> Wild. I know. Bit de- bit depressing, if anything, right? Like, you know. Oh, it, it is. Oh. Remember, Revenge of the Sith came out 2005. Ten years later, we got The Force Awakens. We're almost at that kind of gap now, man. I know. Then Rogue One. Rogue One. Mate, seven years old. The Last Jedi, six years old. And, of course, The Rise of Skywalker is four years old. And they all came out in this, like, kind of period Yep. years ago and it feels like that is such a different era now but it's it's kind of nice to yeah I, d- I don't know like kind of dip into that nostalgia fest think what you want of of those films rogue one last jedi whatever but uh, mate i just feel so warm and fuzzy inside from that anniversary of all of those flicks <laughs> mate especially the last jedi and force awakens i don't really know why i've just got yeah you get the fuzzy the, the release anniversaries. i mean force awakens was i say once in a lifetime it's like a twice in a lifetime because it's comparable with the phantom menace mm. um but yeah there's something i mean I, rogue one i was excited for it it wasn't until after i'd seen it that i realized it was something special because i don't know i don't want to speak for everybody but at the time i was kind of like Rogue One's going to be great, but I need to know what happens post Force Awakens. I need to see the next like, episode eight. So, of course, you've got all the lead up to that and the big build up and what's going to happen in the film with Luke going to be in it and what's Ryan Johnson going to do. But then it's similarly with The Rise of Skywalker as well, with all the turmoil surrounding the production. And again, think what you want of the film. It did add a little extra layer of what are we actually going to get out of this? But mm. yeah, it's just you know reminiscing cold nights, mate. It's the time of the season, cold nights. You'd always go out for some some nosh beforehand with your mates or your partner, or whatever. And it's the excitement, isn't it? It's the big screen excitement, which it, it can't be replicated again. You know, once that that first viewing is is special, and I, I only hope that we get that feeling again whenever the new films come out. If they do come out in May, fine. I'd quite like the December releases, mate, because there's something about, it, isn't it? It's, mm. There's a chill in the air and. I don't know what it is, but it's like a night game at the football saying it just feels that a bit better. Oh, I like that analogy. Yeah. Midweek, midweek under the lights, you know, football. Yeah, no, I like that. But I think the next film release will probably be the most different for you and I. Because we we've kind of got the session sick heads. We've got the community that's obviously matured a lot since you know 2019 <laughs> when we were when we were relatively new. You know, in Still our infancy, young. and now we're yeah. yeah. Now we've got more like mates from all over, and so the hype and the experience will be completely different for us. But mate, listen, wanted to say that, but we've got some other news in the Patreon department before we get into a very, very busy show. And that is, it's a huge, big, loving shout out to our latest patron, Adam Isherwood. 
Isherwood? 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 Yeah, I'm going to go Isherwood. You do Isherwood. I'll do Isherwood. Okay. Who okay. is joined at you. the This Is Where The Fun Begins tier. What a sick head. Welcome, Adam. Yeah? You're a lad. Nice one, Adam, mate. You know the drill. And if you don't, I'm going to say it anyway. You've got plenty of audio and video and uh, visual, let's just say, content from about the last mm. four years to be sinking your teeth into. Uh, we've got new shows every month. They're fit. We've got, we're trying to get into the habit of doing our giveaways again. We're going to get watch alongs next year, which we've had a few this year. Let's not pretend. We'll get those commentaries going again. It's going to, next 2024 is going to be a good time to be joining the Patreon. But mm. to be fair, every other year has been as well. So Adam, mate, you're joining a good squad. Thank you so much for supporting the sessions and helping us continue on this odyssey until the next film and beyond. So Adam, mate, thank you so much. But we're getting into party atmosphere and I can I can hear those chimes. I think I can hear those chimes. I can hear something in my ear anyway, mate, which I know what it means and you know what it means. I know it's a busy show, but mate, what, what's that noise? Is it? Is it? I think... It's an expanded galactic news round. Ah. Hi, this is Jamie Stangroon. This is Matt Tyler. This is Dominic Pace. This is Details. This is Christopher Sean. This is Araida Cordova, author of Crash of Fate and The High Republic Convergence. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Now, we seem to be in peak season for Star Wars news or happenings recently, which is what forms the basis of tonight's discussion. Some of the tidbits, potential news and anything else that we wanted to discuss, basically, from the last week or so in Galactic News. We're covering that. We're going full steam with some deliciously conversational content. So, Lukey boy, it's not beat around the old bush. What's first up, mate? Mate, we've got a busy, busy chat ahead. Mando Season 4 is reportedly still a series. Now, Mm. I've heard from different outlets, different podcasters, different content creators, because to be fair, they would have created their episodes and content, you know, a few weeks ago when there there was this news that Jeff Schneider apparently, or Snyder, sorry, apparently claims that Mando Season 4 was being turned into a star wars film and i remember us looking at that and being like oh what yeah <laughs> what yep. and it just so happened that we were going down to croydon and we were like look we're just going to focus on the interviews and that kind of stuff and we and to be honest i think we just wanted to do that a bit more but yeah it's been disproved our boy bespin has come along and i think making star wars as well jason ward has come along and said yeah no it's still a series but the film thing was genuinely, genuinely an idea that was being thrown around, mm-hmm. particularly by Disney executives, because they liked the idea of a Mando film. But this was at the time when the strikes were happening and they had no idea when, you know, uh, a return to form was going to happen, when people were going to come back and start writing again, when people were going to be available for, for, for acting jobs again. So it was a serious thing getting thrown around, but I think if the strikes would have gone on till next year, which they of course haven't, um, they would have really considered doing a film. But it's not; it's still a series. It's still a series, mate. Right? 
So thoughts, thoughts on that quickly. Yeah, no, I'm so much happier that it's going to be a series than a film because I watched yeah. Mando season three kind of in increments over the last few weeks and months, just because the more, the further away I've got from it, the more I think, was it that good? And, you know, I've watched it again and there are good episodes and, and they're not so good episodes, but I, I've always missed the kind of episodic feel that seasons one and two gave us, whereas season mm. three is much more of a one big story. Mm. Um, and then if they'd come out and done a movie, like a two hour film, it would have just, it just would have, for my OCD would have gone wild, but it just would have felt so disjointed to have three seasons, then a film out of nowhere, which then leads into another film. It would have just smacked of, there is no plan for this. And and John Favreau said, he's got the idea for season four. He's got it, you know, ready to go. And he's had it for a little while. And whilst he says he doesn't know where it ends. And you know, what, I'm not actually overly bothered by that. As long as I know where they're going in good time. and They're not making up on the fly. Um, so when I heard it's going to be a film, I was a little bit worried because it, yes, I want the event cinema. I want to go to watch it, Star Wars on the big screen, but I don't want it to feel like an afterthought, which is what this would have been like. It would have been a reactionary move to what was happening uh, with with the strikes. You know, thankfully they're over now, but mm-hmm. putting it on the big screen would have just felt so left field. And look, people have said when Obi-Wan came out, oh, it should have been a film. It needs to have been a film. And, you know, whether people are right or wrong, that's their opinion. But I don't think you can just make Mando season four a film and expect it to just slot in nicely. It would just feel wrong to me. And Heal, it could have been a great film. Who knows? But I would rather that the eight weeks of, and maybe this is a me thing, but the eight weeks of, or seven weeks, hype, anticipation, waiting for the next episode, and just having that episodic feel again where you've got Mando and Baby G going on their mission and then the next week they might end up going to an ice planet and being attacked by spiders with a frog woman but then the next the next episode it still ties in but Mm -hmm. yeah that kind of thing where it's you go to different planets and it's not quite disjointed but not quite as neat almost as season three was but yeah a film no save that for the culmination if that is what's going to be that does make me worried though that if they were planning to do a film for man though Ahsoka season two hasn't been officially green yet lit yet. Would they consider doing that as a film? How does that then play into the film? Mm. You know, I was looking forward to, uh, yeah, seeing the culmination on screen and having a, our own kind of mini Avengers in, uh, infinity war in game type thing where it's a culmination rather than just another film, which has followed another Mandoverse film. So I'm glad mate, if this is true. Well, I think Bespin goes in and says that um, filming for Mando season four is actually happening in February 2024. Yes, right. So when when we talk about the whole film, and by the way, I I, I echo ev- pretty much everything you just said. By the way, um, particularly yeah. with you know the feelings changing with maybe Mando season three a wee bit, and uh, I, I'm due a rewatch of the whole Mandoverse. Mm. That's something I'd really, really, really like to do. But apparently, this this series, yeah, no, they they are just working out a few bits and bobs, um, and considering the time of year and when the deal with the actors and the writers was struck, not a whole lot has been able to unfold in between now and the new year. 
Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that in a little bit because something has unfolded and that includes reshoots on the Acolyte, right? But we're, we're, we're getting to that in a bit. That's on our list. That is last on this week's list of discussions. Oh, very, very juicy. But yeah, February 2024, mate, they're filming over in uh, California, The Mandalorian Season 4. It's still a season. And uh, apparently they aren't, you know, including an Ahsoka Season 2 wrap-up in yeah. that. Right, that's that's the word on the street, right? Yep. So, in 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 regards to what you've just said, don't have to worry about that as of right now, or from from yeah. from what we know, right? What from uh, from from what Jason and Bespin can kind of uh, gather, I suppose, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I read about that the other day, and I was and I quite, I quite like that as well. That Mando is still going to be its own thing. It's not going to a kind of like your Rangers of the New Republic situation. We're not going to have parts of Ahsoka season two in there just in case it's still going to be its own thing yeah. well now obviously now we're saying it's going to be a series rather than a film and again this is all unconfirmed we assume it's going to be a series anyway but obviously the idea that Jeff Snyder has thrown in that it could be a movie you know it puts a little bit of doubt in what uh, medium this is going to come out in but given how season three ended and I know we're going to talk more about the man though season four in like years to come but yeah just because you said you've got to do a season three uh rewatch and recap and a mando vs recap how excited are you for mando season four you know given that we've had us we just had a soaker we've got all this news about the films coming out we're gonna get skeleton crew and the acolyte next year according to disney plus its release schedule now how was has that at all tempered your expectation for mando now because before that was pretty much the only gunslinger in town and now we're gonna have be inundated by the time mm. that comes out, plus we'll have Andor as well. Where, where you kind of head for season four? Where is it at? Uh, still really high because I love Mando and Grogu. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. To it, like I feel like saying, "Look, can you see my Ooh, hot toy to the left toy. of me? Can can you see it? Can you oh. see? I've got a black series figure right there of Mando and Grogu, and yeah, I love the characters. I love the story." I adore it, and yeah, the story's not finished, and I can't wait to see where it where it goes. To 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 be honest, mate, yeah, mm-hmm. um, very excited. I think it's interesting when you look at the schedule. How actually this year and next year, the year after the 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 initial plan, the original plan was probably that we we're going to get more content. Right, so you say like us being overloaded with it. Well, actually, we we're, we're, we're getting less of it. From, yeah, 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 true. Yeah, so ne- this year we were going to have like a few shows, and we're, we'll probably be covering this in our like 2023 wrap up episode if that's what we're doing next week. I think. Oh, spoiler! Oh, Little oh, wink, wink. <laughs> peek behind the curtains. <laughs> we're yet to decide. Uh, yeah, I, next year, Skeleton Crew Acolyte. Year after, you'd assume Mando season four, mm-hmm. and or right, and that yep. takes you into 2025. When's the film meant to be coming out? 2026 I want to say 2026. Yeah. December 26, I reckon, Yes, mate. I believe so, yeah. If I had to, if I had to, yeah, you know. Fingers crossed, December. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that way, well, that's it. You, you know, we set up top that feeling is is kind of synonymous of start with modern Star Wars, isn't it? I, I certainly relate December to Star Wars more than I do May. Yeah, even though I grew up with the prequels and it's it's funny, Same, isn't yeah. it, how it yeah, works out, right? I don't know, coming out of the cinema, I haven't watched Solo and it was it was about one in the afternoon, two in the afternoon in, in May and it was hot. I was like, 
this ain't it. You know, again, no, no, no word on the film there. It's just that's like, nah, this isn't right. You've got to be mm-hmm. cold. You've got to come out and be like, oh, it's too cold in there. But you, mm-hmm. you, you've got the adrenaline. You're pumped. You can't wait to speak to people about what you've just seen. Or back in the day, log on to the internet and see what people thought. Not so much anymore. But yeah, um, I don't know. There's something about that December, mate. But and also you know, with Ahsoka season two, if that gets greenlit anytime soon, mm. you, you you want to imagine that they're going to want to get that out, not pronto but sharpish because they've got that film the Mandoverse film which you imagine 2027 ahsoka probably wouldn't start a film to 2020 well late 2024 2025 early maybe you've got to get that in and also there's things like actors ages we saw what happened with um the wonderful ray stevenson nothing is a given anymore uh, and when you're doing these long-running stories and culmination events you know you've, you've there's a lot to cram in and if they are going to do it They've got to get season two in. What mm. are they? How does skeleton crew play in? Does that need a season two? Obviously, we don't know that yet. But it's exciting times. But I do hope that they have enough time in the schedule to do it, and I hope they're g- giving themselves enough time to write quality because we've seen yes. that when they get the quality right. And for me, that's Mando season one and two, and your Andor and some of the other shows. They've shown that they can give us some absolutely like worldy episodes and shows. It's just now. I want to get that more. Now that we're leading to somewhere, I don't want it to be kind of like a rush and a clamor to get shows out just so we can get to that film. Yeah. But yeah I'm I understand. Man uh, says four, though. I'm excited. I, 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 I understand that. And I understand that, you know, in, in an analogy, this is kind of like a marathon, isn't it? And you know, you've, yes. we've had a pretty good start in the star Wars universe. It's not been faultless. There could have been improvements, of course, like with all media, um but for the most part yeah there's been a lot of successes it's just at this point you kind of think yeah don't mess it up lads don't mess it up please it's interesting i think they've been awfully coy and i say them like lucasfilm uh feloni kathy awfully coy and secretive around ahsoka and around their plans and i know even you know bespin he's our mate isn't he we chat to bespin and from what I gather, and obviously he doesn't he doesn't phone us up and tell us everything, but we have a chat as mates and stuff, and he'll give us some lowdowns here and there. But sometimes we have to go. No, we don't want to know that. Sorry, mate. Sharp, mate. Yeah, we don't, don't want to spoil. know. And he knows that now, though, doesn't he? He knows He's that. Like, no, I don't want to know that. Dr. I was like, no, no, I don't want to know that, mate. So, um, but also we have you know our own uh, sources who sometimes just tell us stuff and not plot details per se, but people that might listen to the show who have connections to these projects and they just tell us stuff. We're like, oh, right, okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Cheers. Our own little ketchup, a little bit of barbecue yeah. sauce over there. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, so um, but yeah, there, no spoilers. There, there, is, there is a lot of secrecy, I think, around Ahsoka and, a, and Ahsoka season two and yeah. where that's going. And I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit... Let's see. Let's let's see what what unfolds. Yeah, considering where it left off, you kind of think, well, kind of need that season two, especially if Mando. They've come out now, and listen, if we, if we know anything of Lucasfilm, they'll say something and do the opposite in recent years. But mm. um, they've come out and said we will not be absorbing any potential season two Ahsoka storylines into Mando season four. Which, yeah. if you're um, half glass, half glass, half full kind of guy, you'd be like, yeah, we're going to get our season cut. two. I know, I was like, none of this makes sense. Um, if you're half yeah. glass... Oh, I've said it again. Glass half full. 
um, man, I just to stop talking. Uh, then you'd think, well, maybe that's because they are going to do season two of Ahsoka. And I think they will do. I just think they've got a few things to iron out with the Bane and Skull character. And they're going to want to show the utmost respect. And just look at the recent convention appearances with Iman as Fandy and Ivana yes. um, Sakno. They are loving life. People are loving them loving life as well. Those two Crazy have been great. popular. Yeah, crazy Very popular. popular right? Seeing Ivana on that little land speeder, she's like, like a queen, a literal kind of royalty going down mm-hmm. the, the middle of the con. It's like she's having a great time. And you know, Lucasfilm were looking at that thinking, yep, mm-hmm. yep, this we, we will capitalize on this. And why wouldn't they? They've got these great young actors who clearly love doing it. So we're definitely going to get that season two, I think. It's just like you say, they're very coy. And we thought from The Force Awakens and the sequels that they were the, the mystery box and they were keeping things. It seems to, you know, the doors are getting ever so uh, further shut now on any kind of leaks and info. Look, I don't want spoilers, but it would sometimes be nice to know a little bit of what's going on, wouldn't it, mate? Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, no, big time. I get that, mate. I get that. To be honest, I just feel a bit relieved that Mando Season 4 isn't a film. Yeah, to just tie it back together. I feel relief and I'm like, yeah, good. Good. I remember at at Croydon, we did, I'm bringing it up again, but we did talk about it very briefly. And I think we kind of just did facial expressions to each other and like moved on. And was like, look, do you want a coffee? I was like, yeah, 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 all right. I was like, right, let me go get some coffees, mate. And we were like, right, we'll say, we'll, we'll save that for another time. We'll shelve that. Um, But something that as of right now doesn't look to be getting shelved. I said that wrong. Yeah. Uh, Ray, (laughs) the Ray film, the new Jedi order film. It ain't getting shelved. There you go. Smooth, smooth as nutty peanut butter. Um, It's filming next year, 2024 Pinewood studios, London. Now we've heard, April, Bespin goes bit ambitious. April, bit ambitious. Um, so let's meet in the middle and say <laughs> what Bespin said. Twenty twenty four, sometime in twenty twenty four. Big Papa. Yeah, mate. Yeah. April would suggest to me that they have a complete story. They'd have a cast, a crew, location scouting, and um, an organisation done. Because it would be folly to begin shooting without a complete pre-production process. Not out of yeah. question, because some of these big films do start with um, maybe some second unit stuff or things that they can do on a soundstage, and that's where that's why they uh, part of the reason why they schedule in reshoots. Because obviously, once they get a finished cut, you want to maybe get a few insert shots. But also, because if you've started a little bit early, you might think, well, we need to go back to this country or this studio to get the footage we need. So it wouldn't be out of the question. But it would, however, mean that they would pretty much have to have a finished and completed script and cast, at least, and crew, because there's reshoots. And then if you're suddenly adding new characters as you go along while shooting, that that, that changes the complete dynamic. So April Mm. may be ambitious, but who knows? All we know is that apparently Daisy Ridley knows that there's an outline of a story. She's very excited about it because it wasn't going to go the way she thinks. Um... And who's to say that by February we're not going to have that completed script? And they're not already working on locations. They're not already work. They haven't already got the. Cr- I'm pretty sure Lucasfilm can snap their fingers and get an, uh, get a crew together um, to cover yeah. production. I'm pretty sure that would be the simplest thing to do. But yeah, so April does seem uh, ambitious, not out of the question. But if they did come out next week and say 
the new Jedi Order, you know, working title, is filming in April in London. I would be over the moon, but I would be very surprised. I would love for them to say we're filming in August, give themselves a few months extra just to you know, iron out any creases or any wrinkles and just make sure that when they go in with potentially the first film since Daraza Skywalker, they get it right. And I mean in terms of production as well, not just the story. They've got to have a smooth production. Lucasfilm kind of now owe the fans almost, and I don't mean to sound mm-hmm. titled, but owe us a slick sleek production without any hirings and firings and anything wild going on like that and you know 11th hour script changes so you hopefully they've been using the time they've had during the strikes wisely and coming up with all these ideas in their heads but april seems ambitious however mm. not out of the question it's would possible. you be surprised though if they said it's possible oh, yeah it's possible i would be surprised mm-hmm. yeah i would be surprised um it's got to be Sometime next year. A little bit. I mean, when did so Force Awakens? When did that start filming? Because this that's an equivalent, right? We can make an equivalency. It's unfair to make an equivalency with like Rise of Skywalker, and because by the way, I think that Disney slate is a placeholder, and I think it's going to completely change come the new year. And I I know they've shuffled around like some Marvel stuff. That's like there's not much Marvel stuff coming out next year. Thank goodness, right? They need a break. It needs a breather. And there's a new approach to content, right? Under the new Iger regime, there is like less is more. We're going to focus on quality. Fantastic. This is all stuff we want to hear, right? But um, yeah, 2013, right? That's when Force Awakens began filming. Um, Do you know what month off the top of your head? Uh, No, I don't know. I was about to say one month when it's really hot in uh, Abu Dhabi, but that's most months. Yeah. Um, I want to say it was kind of the. I want to say it's towards the middle of the year, but that could just be thinking of another film. No, you're bang on the money. It began uh, in Abu Dhabi, May. May May 2014. Right. Okay. So let's say it's May 2014. So 05, 2014. And when did it come out? The 12th month of 2015. That's a quick turnaround. Was it 2013 they started doing it? it? No, principal photography began 2014. I've just, I've, I've literally just put that in Google and that's what's come up. But well, that probably that also could be, be Google just being a bit stupid. Well, Papa uh, Riker, no. originally, well, it, it was meant to come out in May, wasn't it, of 2015? And they pushed it back to December so they could get all their eggs in the basket, which turned out to be the right thing to do. Well, it is May, yeah, May 2014, apparently, mate. That <laughs> seems like a crazy maybe, tight turnaround. Maybe they right? had everything planned, everything ready in production. They knew what they were going to do. And they did it, you know. They got that. It was a, it was a good shoot. Whereas, mm. you know, some of the other ones, which have been a little bit more hectic, because the Force Awakens does feel very, very polished. Like when you watch it, you know, it just feels yes. like a polished film. They had a plan A, B, C. This happened. This happened. This happened. Obviously, you look at the end and think maybe not, because it just the, the standoff with the lightsaber obviously led to the mystery box. But everything else just looked finished. And also remember, but P- Papa Iger who's talking about quality over quantity, he came out in the last 10 days and said, I am still retiring. I think it's 2026, I think he said. That is Mm. absolutely when I'm retiring. I'm not staying on. I said I'd be here for the short term. I'm I'm handing over the reins. So by the time this first film comes out, he may not even be there, but he's got to set the foundation now for what's going to hopefully be a successful shoot. And of course, you know, Ray means a lot to a lot of people and, seems to get the ire up of a lot of other section of fans as well. So they've got a lot of pressure on their shoulders to get this right. So 
Don't rush into into production if you're not ready. This has got to be right. They have to get it right. They have to get it right. I was just looking at the dates, mate, and um, you know, let's assume that uh, that the, the film starts filming either the middle of 2024, so you know, seventh month. All the way, or maybe even the 12th. Maybe they begin later on in the year, any time between then. That December 2026 date still actually looks pretty pretty doable, yeah. really, yes, when yes, you compare yes. it to Force Awakens and some of the other sequel films, right? Because the writing and stuff, as long as that's sorted and that's handled, yep. then, hey, fair enough. The, the, that That's the, almost the difficult bit, isn't it? And I'm not, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to... Yeah. I don't want to belittle. I don't want to belittle any of the, you know, the other work that goes into it because it's all tremendous, right? And, and I know people that li- that that listen that do do work on this stuff. And yeah, so we thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. But um, yeah, I, I I think it's doable, mate. I think that is big time doable. December twenty twenty six. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, and they're going to want you- it to come out then. And when you think that, like, in a few days' time, it's 2024, that doesn't – I don't want to wish our lives away, but, you know, that doesn't seem as far away as it, you think, does it, really? It really isn't, mate. Um, those sequel films are coming out a few years in between each other and, again, wishing our lives away. But at the time, we couldn't wait for those films to come, and those two years, mm. oddly enough, seemed to pass quite quickly between films. Yeah, we had sh- films in between, but now we've got 800 se- series coming out as well, including animated. So we've got plenty of stuff to tide us over, mate, but – Big deal, big deal. They've got to get it right, my friend. And, um, you know, all I'm looking forward to, mate, next year, maybe in April next year, we'll start get hearing some of confirmed casting mm. news. We know Daisy's in it in a important supporting capacity. Mm-hmm. Let's start getting some of those casting. Let's start getting excited about, oh, who, who's he going to play and who's she going to be? Oh, they said she's oh. a, you know, a bit of a, a baddie. Oh, what, what, you know, what? That's what I'm looking forward to, mate. So, yeah, hopefully, 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 the Daisy Ridley film comes out. It comes out on time, mate. But we've been hearing, haven't we, from another sequel trilogy alumni as well in the last week in the form of Adam Driver. But lest it mm. be for me to tell you guys what Adam said, let's just let's show you what the man himself said, and then Lukey boy, take it away after this. Oh. But did you know, did you know that at least you're, you're, you're playing Vader 2.0? Like at least, did you know that as yeah, conceptually? I did. Yeah. In? Yeah. And I had an overall arc that in mind that he wanted to do, which, you know, then changed, but his idea was that almost the opposite journey of Vader where Vader starts the most confident, the most, uh, you know, committed to the dark side. And by, you know, the, um, the last movie he's he's the most vulnerable and weak and he yes. wanted to start at the opposite where th- this character was the most confused and vulnerable and by the end of the the three movies would be most committed to the dark side so the, i tried to keep that arc in mind regardless if that wound up not being the journey anyway because, <sighs> because it changed obviously yeah, as well, we were shooting yeah, yeah right right but i was still kind of focused on that when did it change uh uh, well, with with Ryan, he took it into a different direction, but still, okay. it kind of still tracked with the character. Then the last one, it, it changed okay. in, into being, you know, uh, about them and the dyad and and things like that. And then again, so you and and, and kind of evolving into Ben Ben Solo. Right. That, that was never part of it. That wasn't either. No, no, no. 
No. Because, <laughs> well, Ben Solo, he was Ben Solo from the beginning, right. but it wasn't, the, it was never a version where we actually see Ben Solo when, when I first signed up for it. <laughs> mm. Oh, mm. that was the amazing Adam Driver talking on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, he, he basically confirms a lot of what we already know about the sequel trilogy and what we already know about Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, and the approach to episode seven, eight, and nine, mate. Um, I loved, I loved how Adam was just so, kind of so comfortable in talking about Star Wars and. It, it caught me off guard a little bit to have him talking so in, in such a nonchalant way about the sequels, right? I wonder if anyone's calling him up from Lucasfilm. Like, Shut up! Shut up! Yeah. Don't remind them! Don't remind them! <laughs> he's trying to um, he's trying to negotiate a pay rise when he comes back. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, all sorts of storytellers and creatives change their mind as things go on, right? Any author will tell you that. Any filmmaker will tell you that. They'll have rough ideas and they'll go, well, I think this character's going in this direction. I think this is going there. And yeah. I have an idea for this moment. I want this to happen. But on how you get there, well, that's a different thing, right? Now, we have that, I think, just kind of amplified in the sequel trilogy when you inevitably have <laughs> these three different, well, initially three different directors and writers making these films. And then you've got JJ coming back at the end because of a, you know, a change up and a, a disagreement between Lucasfilm, Kathy and Colin Trevorrow. Mate, it's weird, isn't it? It's weird hearing just Adam remind us of, mate, this is the biggest film franchise ever. And it wasn't meant to. I kind of like the idea of Kylo being vun the vulnerable and, and weak at the start. And then, you know, this, this, this flip to Vader is kind of an interesting, interesting. I like it. Mm. Well, you know mm. me, mate, the, the, re the redemption angle is great, but across all media, not just um, the wars, but across so many mediums and stories, it, it's a very overplayed trope and it can be eye-rollingly predictable at times when you can look at a story and be like, we just know in the end they're going to flip and be the good guy again or whatever. And that's what happened with, with Kylo Ren. Would I have preferred him to be the baddie all the way through? Yeah, mm. I would have done because it's just different <laughs> you know there is no redemption it's just you're the bad guy we are uh, we we sometimes need to get back to the idea of just having a bad guy or a bad girl and just let them be like that, that that's just what they yeah. are like palpatine they're just bad because they want to be not because there's some kind of weird conflict going on they're just a bad person um so what i've like that yes but you know i i, I what we got and we got ben solo which is very cool and the potential stories you could have got from ben solo would have been so exciting of course we won't get them as we maybe could have done because spoiler he dead um but it's interesting to hear him say though you know they went from being like vulnerable to the idea of him being the baddest one out there to in fact you know being vulnerable steal stealing up in the last jedi and being a bit tougher but still being vulnerable to at the end obviously that full-on redemption becoming ben again which was never in the script so they they, they thought to do that. They thought to bring it full circle. So it again, like Adam says, it 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 lines up if you squint. You know, he starts as a vulnerable lad, 
with his dad trying to get hold of him. And that's how it ends. His dad gets through to him and he becomes Ben again. Um, also, interestingly enough, you, you, what you're saying is correct. You know, it's, it's great to hear him talking about the sequels in such an kind of raw, candid, honest way in that this is how it's meant to be, but this is how it became. But there's not a hint of negativity in his words or mm. in his voice. You know, Adam is an actor. He can, he's, you know, he can, he's trained to to speak in a certain way in his media train, but you can tell that he wasn't sitting at, there saying, yeah, at times, well, that was rubbish. <laughs> yeah, at to- apart from that, yeah, Ferrari one the other day, but I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, but he's not yeah. sitting there being like, listen, I turned up, they, they changed it over, and, you know, it was it was worse because of it. He's like, no, you know, there wasn't meant to be Ben, there was no dyad, it's cool to hear him use that word still. Um, and he's, you know, he's just like, this is, he, like you said, he's kind of almost talk, um, kind of blase like that's, that's how the cookie crumbles. That's how the sausage is made. That is how filmmaking is done. We started with this. We ended up with this. That's just the way it is. I also like how he acknowledged that Ryan's film didn't derail everything because it really didn't. Um, I was thinking about it earlier on when when he's like, I can take anything I want. And then he's like, I see it. I see the island. He's in that funny voice. And then mm. in episode eight, well, Ray goes to the island. She's seen it before and it you know that that's their connection brilliant and i guess you could also then say episode nine also plays into that as well but you know i think i'll always i'll always say and i know we don't always see eye to eye on that i'll always say episode eight set episode nine up for a home run to focus on the new characters and they wet the bed a little bit with it by saying no we've got to bring everybody back including harrison and palpatine because they just didn't have confidence in the characters that they gave us they didn't believe that ray and kylo could be the ones to finish it which is what it should have been and yeah. you know mm. jewel of the fates may have been better may not have been we're never going to know I don't, so i'm not going to sit here and say that's what we should have got but well th- we know was, that the planning was a bit ropey and adam he, hearing adam say it though mate it's nice to hear but at least he wasn't negative about it i was i was gonna say the jewel of the fates um script is actually it, it, it lines Bonkers. up with what adam's saying here doesn't it you know, yes, like the, he he is still committed right till the end until he basically dies. But yeah, you know, he doesn't really redeem himself. He does like a nice, well, uh, honest thing, I suppose, by just telling Ray who <laughs> what a surname Solana, wasn't it? Ray <laughs> Solana, right, yeah. Oh, yeah. salami on a pizza, but salami, Ray Solana. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, salami on the pizza. None. I had some the other day, but I mean, did you really? Jewel of the, I did. Jewel of the Fates, mate. It, we've done a great episode on that we've done a couple actually mm. but that needed a, that needed a rewrite and a script oh, get rid did. of that whole mortis rubbish don't need to see that and some of the things but the be- the bare bones of it the stormtrooper uprising the battle on coruscant oh. not having palpatine the whole hux thing was a bit odd but fine um, random yeah random hux but it thing felt was random like and it, and it was set like five years later and that's you know a time jump would have been massive to set up the state mm. of the gal xc uh, we listen. We didn't. The gal, about to say it, but, but I was about to shorten it to the gal, but it doesn't make sense. But listen, we didn't um, get that, so it's it's fun kind of what if. Um, but Matt yeah. loves shortening stuff. Matt yeah, sometimes loves it works. Shortening stuff. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't. Like that oh, in the gal, never, far far away. Oh SG, oh, it's SG, so good. <laughs> it's, it's SG. Oh DS. Oh, I said it. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, man. I mean, yeah, like this isn't really like news news, but it's Tip nice it. to see Adam talking about Star Wars, isn't it? And I, mm. I He's do think about it though. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that, you've noticed that as well. I, yeah, I he think, said he'd, I he think. said he wants. He said he'd come back with a good story and a good script. He'll always yeah. come back. Something and there's new agreed. films coming out. Mate, can agreed. you imagine? You imagine mm. that Mama Daisy, the English Rose, is sitting there in her little Jedi palace boudoir mm. that she's allowed to have because she's queen, isn't she? And she's sitting there, and she's like making a dinner, and then suddenly yeah. you hear like mm. Ray. Yeah, Ben's voice, yeah. and he's talking to her. And you know, in those fifteen years, they've learned to commune, and that's how they've kind of grown together and developed. That people, obviously, the Raylos would lose their mind, but also in terms of storytelling, it would make sense because that would have left a huge emotional and mental um, effect on her. So I, th- I, I kind of think it. I mean, fifteen years, they could be like, "Yeah, it's been fifteen years. It happened earlier. We're just not going to show it." <laughs> but it would make sense if they did have, like, even just even just a voice, but there's a chance mate he said he'd come back if the, if, if it's right and you know it's time is time's right now mm. it is right it is right i could see it happening mate Ooh, i could see it happening massively i think i yeah I, something something's agreed mate something's agreed <laughs> you know maybe maybe it's time for a chat and no let's talk no let's talk about it another time let's talk about i was going to talk about how like you you mentioned like ryan episode eight and i think i agree you know the blank the blank canvas thing at the end of eight is really quite tasty but in a lot of ways the last jedi and as much as that film year on year seems to grow uh my, my love for it grows and my appreciation for it grows there are things still that i look back and go oh mate what you know what was going on there who who signed yeah, man. That off who I did that and they're all they're all guilty of that right all of the new films are guilty of that and you know you could even even look back all at the prequels and say the same thing and I the maybe, as well, mate to a lesser extent, but yes, the original yep, tril- trilogy, abs- absolutely, yep. absolutely. And, uh, mate, at the top, we were talking about Last Jedi, Force Awakens, those anniversaries coming around. I've uh, I've really got a hankering to watch some Last Jedi. Really, yeah, really, man. really do. There's, trust. Some, there's something about that film. There is just something about it that I just I can't Johnson put it. A bit. I can't. It is and it isn't. It isn't, it isn't, it isn't, because it winds me up. Maybe it's a toxic relationship, mate. Yeah? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, right. Let's, let's, let's put that back. Adam has spoken to us. We've had Adam on the podcast, basically. Yeah. He's Adam a guest. Trimer. Thank you, yeah. Adam. You're welcome back anytime, mate. Now, this news broke out um, only a few minutes, really, before we jumped on. And it's that the I didn't Acolyte. Know yeah, no, you were like, hang on, what are you talking about? And I was like, mate, Acolyte reshoots oi oi right first and foremost most tv shows most films have not just reshoots scheduled reshoots they fit time in to do reshoots pickup shots new lines the lot it is normal do not freak out but long story short six months after principal photography concluded on the acolyte in the uk here um bespin bulletin our boy once again he's coming in clutch for the content this week has been informed that the series is in the process of reshoots now he's not 100 sure when it started or even if it, it, it might even still be ongoing right now but they've been doing it mate in rickman rick rick rickman's word? rickman's worth rick, yep. rickman's worth forest we're not going to go into spoilers 
but apparently a big part of it seems to be a duel. Yeah, we know there's like oh. loads of duels. There's loads of combat going down in the Acolyte because we saw oh. the trailer. And <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. The trailer, mate, what I would do for... When do you think they're going to drop an Acolyte trailer? <clears throat> when, do you th- when do you think? Early, I reckon... Well, the thing is, when are they releasing the Acolyte? If, if, if they were dropping it in April, then I'd say end of January we're going to get it or some point in January we're going to get the first one and then they'll do another one beginning of March or something, but... Depends how long these reshoots and then these reshoots might be very small, not to kind of jump in on the story there, but these reshoots might only take two or three weeks. And like you said, they are mm. scheduled. They've had a SAG after a WGA strike in between principal photography finishing and now. These reshoots would have been done months ago if it wasn't for the much needed strikes. Let's call that call them what they were. It's just they're just playing catch up now. And I'm glad that they're getting them done now. So hopefully it won't affect this potential kind of April May release matey booze. But uh, mate, what would I give for that trailer? Mate, that final shot mm. again. I'm not going to say anything because in case you haven't seen it, but the final shot of the trailer, give it to me. I know, I know. Well, okay. So so the room rumors going around is that the acolyte is going to release second quarter next year. Okay. So trailer, I wouldn't be surprised. Could you, would they do, do, do studios drop trailers like during the holidays? Like, or yeah, do they, they have avoid done. it? Yeah, they have done. Yeah. It's I'm just, trying to think. They'll have their, their geeks and dorks and nerds working out with the best time to do it in the analytics. Yeah. For me, the best time would be, I, you know, I'd, I'd do it. I'd wait till early next year. You um, would. Just I'd get the holiday season out of the way, but then that might not. They might be tracking and looking actually and think, well, there's nothing coming out on these days. We could we could drop it on that day and and own that day or those few days on on social media. So for me though, I'd I'd leave it. I you know I'd wait till any reshoots were done just to just so they could say we've got a finished product here and then drop it. Almost like announce it. We're dropping it on May the fourth, twenty twenty four bang here's the first trailer and the poster almost we get like a one two three punch of good news poster release date trailer um mm. early 2024 that's what i would do but for some reason i'm not in charge of lucasfilm would you would you uh <laughs> obviously we haven't got the data or the data but would you release it this side of the year then if they've got it the data the data no, yeah no se- selfishly i would just drop it asap Oh, you know what I mean? so good. I don't know. It seems like a pretty decent time to drop something, maybe. And I'd like to look into the science and the marketing of that because, mm-hmm. hey, listen, even data can sometimes be wrong. Yeah. And sometimes initiative is better. And I don't know. It seems like, you know, next week, a lot of people are going to be off work and online well. and, you know, sitting on their phones. You know, I do. Yeah, it seems like a smart time to drop something to me. But uh, hey, January does as well. Maybe a f- you know a Friday or a, you know I like uh, Disney like to drop stuff during uh, American football games, right? Or Ugh. big sports events. I don't know if there's February. February's the Super Bowl, isn't it? Probably. It, <laughs> when care. is the? F- <laughs> yeah, I mean, me neither. Mean it, but no. When I is, think it is when is early. the? in the year just whilst you're doing that mate some yeah. studios do it they'll, they'll announce like trailer for xxx whatever coming tomorrow 
Do they mm. do that? To have Lucasfilm been doing that, like a Soka trailer tomorrow, or has it just been like word of mouth or leakers? Because it seems to me like they always just kind of just drop things. Like the Acolyte trailer, as far as we know, could drop any minute now. We, we just don't know. Uh, yes. They don't usually put out a teaser for the teaser, do they? They used to. They mm-hmm. used to. Do you remember they did it for Solo? That's the one in my head for some reason. Is they oh, did yeah, it they for really Solo that late, didn't and they? And it yeah. was just, it, there was a shot of Alden Aaron right from behind, and we hadn't seen him as Han yet, and you don't see his face or anything. You just kind of see him and Chewie kind of looking out into the sea, right? And, um, yeah, maybe some, may, maybe something like that. I don't know if, maybe on Twitter they've gone, They've announced it, but I can't seem to recall. Remember. We just when that does happen, I think we just kind of go into a frenzy, and we've done a what? We've done a up from down. We don't get know, the microphones. <laughs> oh, but we just recorded a main show. Shut up! Shut I'm up! I'm in bed. Record it. <laughs> yeah, get up, Matt. Get up. What do oh, you mean you're mate. at work? What do you mean you're at yeah, work? No, let me go to the meeting. I think I don't want to oversell it because there will always mm. be people out there who just doesn't work for, but. This is a very, very good trailer. When we had that context of what Leslie Headland said, we went in with like yeah. this whole kind of like Eastern films and Frozen and all this kind of stuff, and we're like, really? And then it Which sounds like, wild. Really, it's, it sounds yeah. mental, but like, when you see it though, it's I don't know, man. It just it just feels like an and or level of production where everything mm-hmm. looks polished and there are shots in it. I hope people get their head out of their sand when they're like, High Republic. Listen, you don't even have to read the books. Nothing. When you mm. see some of the shots in this, it doesn't matter when it's set. As it, I'm not going to say if you're a Star Wars fan, but as a Star Wars fan, some of these shots should get you more than excited. Just because it's not Luke Skywalker doing it or something. These Some of these moments should get you very excited. It's yeah, what it's we've been wild. wanting to see. So, yeah, um, it's well, wild. Hopefully as soon as possible. Yeah, I'm with you, actually. Yeah, drop it now. Come on, drop it. Come on, come on! I mean, well, it's it's crazy that that trailer, same as Skeleton Crew, by the way, was it's dropped at, at Star Wars Celebration. Yep, and, and the Andor Sizzle Reel, or it was a Sizzle Reel oh, slash yeah. trailer, wasn't it? It's a sneak peek, wasn't it? Season two. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, it was. And those trailers were shown multiple times, mate. It's exciting stuff. Really, really exciting stuff. You know, Mando season four is still a series. Thank goodness. The Ray film is filming next year at some point. Probably. Yeah, probably. I th- they've been so secretive on that. Adam Driver. Will do. Pro- probably returning for it. Pro- oh, by the way, in that in that interview that Adam had with uh, with uh, Mr. Eisen, um, he did say that he, he's kept all of his stuff. All of his Star Wars he stuff, he's kept it, and he, and he, uh, like he, he, he took the lightsaber and the outfit from the Last Jedi, and he was like, "Oh, Helmets. where is it?" He was like, "No, I still have it. It's like, it's like an, on display, like around in the room there. He, he, he was recording on. There was loads of like antiquities on the wall, and 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 uh, curio on the wall, and he was like, "Yeah, it's like this. I've got it like on a wall Can somewhere." So he said he's got like three yeah. helmets. I'm pretty sure he said he had. A, I don't know if that's one from each film, but I'm pretty sure he said he had at least three of Kylo Ren's helmets as well. But the man, the man, Ooh. the man's a fan. The man loves what he does, and he, he'll be back. Poe Dameron will be back. John Boyega will be back. They're, they're all coming. Going to be back in some way, shape, or form, mate. You know it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's exciting, happen, isn't it? Yeah, it's exciting, mate. It feels like we're in like an anything can happen sort of, you know, era with the acolyte, with skeleton crew, with even Mando season four. The way season three was kind of wrapped up, it feels like in a lot of ways we are. We're, we're we're on that blank canvas right now let's Back just hope that 
yeah, yeah. Let's just hope, you know, that blank canvas is filled in nicely. Please, yes. <laughs> Hi, this is Details. This is Nick Joseph. This is Alex Damon. This is Brendan Wayne. This is Trevor Futterfield. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna. Pencil Topper. Got a pencil topper and I. Pen topper. It was only seven months ago we were unleashing Bib's bash upon an unwitting London scene. Man, every time I go over the. Every time I see London, it brings back the good times. But otherwise, it's going to make me cry. Mate, listen, we had we had so many great themed cocktails. We had so many uh, drinky poos there. Luke had a great dance. And it's only fitting that we've pulled up the Essex Falcon outside of our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. But the only question that still remains, my man, is, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Can I offer you a libation? To celebrate the closing of our shared narrative. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Anthony, give me the spiciest drink you got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Yes, here we are each week here in the Bantina. We hear from you lot, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We all sit down and have a couple of Kef beers. And we want to hear your thoughts on what we've been discussing. And this week, we asked which upcoming project you were most excited for, and you didn't let us down. No. We basically gave them a binary option. We were like, look, we got news on the Ray film. We got news on Mando Season 4 not being a film. Out of the two, which one are you more excited for? And we got, I mean, we got a lot of guys, Dave Dunn, Emma... A, a lot of enthusiasm saying yeah like all of it <laughs> you know all of it love it um but let's start with jessup jessup says i'm intrigued by both but if you put a lightsaber to my head he knows all about that then i'll say mando just because i cannot see where they will take it a lot of mystery there owen watson says probably more interested in mando 4 but that is more about mando being top of mind than anything else yeah totally get that eve evangel our boy he 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 comes in with a different take he still he he says still could be a series and tv movie but mando has become so entangled and convoluted with the new and old law that it lost its appeal i'm 100 percent here for ray Give me something new and less. Remember this from Clone Wars and Rebels and Legends? And he goes on. We, we actually go a little bit back and forth, right? And uh, it's really, really, as always, really interesting comment with Eve. And he explains it really, really well. But I do understand that sentiment. I do understand that sentiment completely. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, Twin Sons Collecting has a really, really poignant uh, comment. Says so a little bit cautious about both of them interesting stuff um oh um someone did say return of the english rose they like a kingdom of weird return of the english rose bah, 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 bah. So, <laughs> my man so, okay. honestly quite a mix on 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 instagram mate like quite a diverse amount of comments and opinions on that um what else are people saying online mate uh well over on the other socials our boy geordie geordie jedi pete and the lads over at star wars just simply said feed me 
big feasts are ahead. We know you like Greg's up north there, mate, so we'll happily feed you a steak bake there. Uh, Neil Tobin said, uh, the Ray movie, series are all well and good, but nothing beats Star Wars in the cinema. My man gets it. And last uh, and not least, as our boy Dan Cramphorn, our friend over at Joker Squad, said, sadly, neither. Neither. Hoping that Mm. they drop the idea of a Mary Sue sequel. And if Mando season four follows the trend of three, it's not worth waiting for Danny Cramphorn. He ain't mixed like, like when he dressed up as Greedo. He's not mixing his words there. Like we always say, we welcome all opinions, whether we agree, whether we don't, whether you do or don't. We welcome them all because you know it's a it's a beautiful little melting pot of Star Wars yeah. opinions. So Danny Cramphorn, really unexcited for either Neil Tobin Ray and uh, Geordie Jedi Pete is here for all of it so we literally have the perfect hat trick there one for both one for one one for none uh, get some diverse opinions there though mate um, you though you though you there hmm. the Ray movie on Mando season 4 If I, it's like the blue pill and the red pill I'll give you one of them now f- finished in their complete estate which mm-hmm. were, and, and obviously Mando's on TV and the Ray is, you get to see that on the cinema Yeah. which one would you pick now you know which <sighs> one? it's tough but it- it is tough. I think I liked. We also got a really nice comment from Matthew Bell, but I'm going to store his point. That basically, I'm, I'm 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 intrigued by both, and I love the idea of Mando season four. I really want to see where the story goes. I want to see where that whole universe ends up and how it's tied up and how it, you know, it leans into the sequel trilogy. But it's so difficult to beat a Star Wars cinematic experience, mate. So as of right now, it's the Ray film for me, mate. Yes, cinema. Cinema, mate. Enough said. Yeah, same. Whether it's Ray film, Dawn of the Jedi, or or even the Mando film, it would be... Just give me the stuff on the cinema. But as it is, yeah, new Jedi Order. I'm so excited. I, I love this new era we're getting where anything goes... So yeah, that is what I'm most excited for, not to knock down the Mando, because I do want to see where that goes, and give me that Mando-verse film, but mate, if I could have it right now, I want the new Jedi Order film in front of my eyes right now, because this is the new Star Wars now, mm. so anything goes, whereas we know that Mando is going to lead into the sequels, hopefully, unless we have more Gideon clones, but... Uh, let's oh. hope that we don't let's hope they move on from whatever they was uh, having for breakfast that day um, <laughs> but we've both gone for the cinema though. we're both going for the big film the big screen experience but it has been great to see all of you guys giving us a diverse and mixed array of opinions as ever so thank you to everyone who sent in your comments this week but if you didn't hear your comment featured please do continue to send in your thoughts and maybe just maybe you'll be featured on an upcoming stint in the Bantina for extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right, it's the spiciest part of the Buddha Button 2 Nice Patreon question section. We got two very, very cheeky questions. Mate, are you ready? Are you ready for this, mate, boy? We've got voice message, mate. Ooh. Voice message. Ooh. Ooh, mm. I'm ready. Jamie Robertson. Uh, let's hear it. Gentlemen, it's Jamie. Hope you're well. Uh, quick question for you regarding New Hope. Uh, one of the mm. first lines in the film is 3PO saying, there'll be no escape for the princess this time. 
But then later, when R2 plays back part of Leia's recording in front of Luke, 3PO simply says she was a passenger on our last voyage and a person of some importance, I believe. So my question is, is 3PO a liar? Is he stupid? Or is the princess his nickname for somebody else aboard the Tantive? And if so, who? Uh, look forward to hearing your thoughts. Cheers. <laughs> I love it. The enthusiasm. <laughs> The love the voice yeah what a yeah. babe jamie thanks for sending that in mate we love a voice message uh matty boy over to you what are you saying about this little conundrum that uh, this is something that i've never noticed i'll be honest yeah. with you mate yeah, yeah i've never noticed this. um what are you saying what are you saying so is 3po a liar stupid or is the princess a nickname for somebody else yes to all of them <laughs> um yeah i'd never really <laughs> thought about this one mate because i remember that 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 uh, intro that Oh, there'll be no escape for the princess this time in that kind of like weird Anthony Daniels voice which is kind of mature and sounds better as time goes on mm-hmm. um, and then yeah do you know what I'd never really pieced together when they're sitting uh, in Luke's gaff and he says oh it's just somebody who is on our ship that was just somebody that I used to know I've got you mm-hmm. um, oh. or go to you um, very good do you know what I, I want to say that he's just kind of being a bit like coy a little bit like Obi-Wan where he's like, oh, I don't remember ever owning a droid, which we can now in hindsight look back as Obi-Wan just telling a few mistruths. But, um, oh, I just think it actually is just an oversight. <laughs> I generally do because yeah. why on earth would 3PO in that moment not tell Luke? Yeah, she gave us the message, but, you know, there's R2. He's my mate. Clearly, we would I would have known about this or I know who she is. So I don't... Honestly, when I heard this voice message, I've been racking my brains at work and that, thinking about this the last few days. And I can't, I don't know, because there's no reason for him to not say, oh yeah, that's Princess Leia. We should probably help her. She's really important. She sent the message. We were with her, not just some person. No, no, man. It doesn't make any sense. I've been trying to think to myself, what benefit would it be to tell an, an untruth there, a little white lie? And I can't think of any, so... I think maybe it's just a little oversight, you know, blow me down. I've said something bad about the OT, but I think it's an oversight in the writing, mate. Unless he thought Captain Antilles was was his little princess, the one who got choked at by Vader at the beginning. Um, that would be funny. But knowing 3PO, he probably did call people princess. Hello, princess. I think I'm going to chalk it up, mate, to he's stupid in the film. But outside of that, I think it might just be a little bit of Oh, we didn't think about that when when we when we went back to look at it. We didn't. We just missed it. I think it's an oversight, mm. mate. You're looking you're looking pensive, looking quizzical. What are you thinking? No, mate? I am. I'm loading up some links, right? Because I listen when I saw this message a few days ago when it came through on the old Patreon uh, through our email inbox. I was like, what on earth is this guy talking about? I was like, what? it was one of those. Where I'm like, yes, 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 yes. But on is is something missing in between? And I was like, no, let me go, let me go back and watch some clips on YouTube. Let me do this. Oh. And, and yet, Jamie's Jamie's bang on the money. Basically, I've done some research, and basically, okay. this is something that back in 1977 people noticed, and people were asking George Lucas about Jamie. No way. So, Yes, mate. Yeah, yeah. People are that. Look, we've been watching this film our whole lives, and we talk about inconsistencies, right? Earlier in the Last Jedi, in the sequel trilogy, in the prequel trilogy, right here. Great example. 
great example of how not everything in the OT is as silky smooth as people think. It's just that we are <laughs> so used to them. We're so used to them that we kind of just, we don't question it, right? So anyway, George Lucas spoke to um, some people in an interview in July 1977. And a lot of this was transcribed into the making of Star Wars, the definitive story behind the original film. And George, on reply to being asked about this issue, says there are literally hundreds of ambassadors to many systems, including several ambassadors from Alderaan. We would take ambassadors and important government people from Alderaan to all over. Mainly, I'm an interpreter robot. If we found alien life forms or if we were on a planet where they did not speak the universal galactic language, I'd have to translate. So I, was, so I wasn't really in on what was going on. I was programmed to mention having no knowledge of the princess that she was aboard the ship. That's why I always seemed ignorant when she was brought up. I knew who she was, but I was programmed not to say who she was. See, it seems like that's a quote from Anthony Daniels, but, you know... Yeah. From from what I've got here, it says George Lucas, but well, you know, whatever. Um, it, and that's kind of what my gut says is that C three PO is almost programmed to be on the defense. You know, almost to be like, well, it's not none of your business, mate. This is a protocol. This is just like an automated message, almost like an email reply. But it's interesting. There's lots of different answers and opinions on this piece, Jamie. You've kind of. Yeah, you've opened up Pandora's box a little bit for, for me because I'm looking at this and I'm researching. I'm like, yeah, there's lots of different answers to this. But I'm, I think that kind of makes sense, right? That's the most logical one, maybe. Um, I guess, but I, I can only look back and say in these new films, if mm-hmm. it's not explained, then it's, it's, it's a plot hole and it's, it's worse right than ever. And, you know, you, you could say that to me. It's, it is what it is. It's the same as Luke Skywalker's force kick in, it ain't a force kick in Return of the Jedi but so many people and I look fair play I think you're all mad but we're sitting there like vehemently saying it was a force kick you know, that's what it's called no it's called a mess up it's called, <laughs> do, you, ain't called a, do you remember ain't called a when kick. we do you remember when we tweeted that I think I yes. put up a gif yes. of that and I tweeted something about it. I was like oh yeah because nothing's ever been like perfect yep. and you know and uh, it got nearly end. a million it got nearly a million views on people on getting X, so Twitter. angry about yeah. it because you know, it's not a plot hole, it's a force kick. Okay, well, Ray force disappeared the dagger from the Praetorian Guard's hand. How about that? Let's let's hand wave it away. Listen, it's it's just an oversight, it's what it is. You can in post you can do interviews and say, Oh yeah, he was programmed to be that. Mm. And listen, I believe it actually. No, I I can believe that. That was his role to kind of not give too much away. He was part of the rebellion, the whole thing yeah. the whole game of secrecy. But, you know, in this modern era, if we're not spoon fed it, how can we know that? However, headcanon is a very powerful thing, and I, I can go along with what you say, mate, that he was just t- basically programmed to not give too much away to untrusted yeah. sources or people. Now, someone someone on this uh, on, on this forum on, I'm on, and they're, they're, they're talking about it, 
Someone made a really good point and they said, look, I've just watched it and where R2 is getting the message from Leia, C-3PO is wandering around asking R2-D2, where are you? Before spotting him down the hall. With a somewhat cloaked Leia, he doesn't ask anything about what the princess wants or anything. So I would surmise he didn't know who R2 was interacting with. He also has no clue about what secret mission R2 is on before boarding the pod. And later on Tatooine, he asks what mission R2 is talking about. That's mm-hmm. a really good point, actually. So, yeah, um, it seems like a few different, a few different details. Listen, let's roll with it. I'm here for it, Jamie. You're a cheeky chap. You never know. This might be a main topic one day. Maybe we'll do a deep dive into it. Who knows? Yeah, who Great knows? Point. <laughs> I love it though. I love the question. Superb. You're a lad. You've got to speak, talking with everybody else. Let us know what you think about that because this could go on for a long time and keep the conversation going. But uh, we're going to move on now to Meline Joris, who we met a celebration, a fantastic Ahsoka cosplayer. She said, hey, lads, Luke mentioned considering cosplaying as George Lucas for the next convention. Would love that, <laughs> Meline says. Who wouldn't? Now, if budget and time were not an issue, who slash what would you cosplay at the next convention slash celebration so Lukey boy let's say you've made time an ally of the rebellion who would you cosplay as if money's no issue you could do anything who you going as mate oh oh the options the options <laughs> obviously uh georgie boys uh, yeah he's uh, you know number one um but as of right now i'm feeling a bit of balen you know, and I feel inspired. I've been sending a lot of messages to old Luke Winchester, a.k.a. I, I like that Wookiee on Instagram, like one of our Wookie. listeners, one of our boys. And um, he's crafting up a Balan Skull cosplay. And cool. I'm, I'm so, although I've never done cosplay, you know, you know I've not done, um, you know, the 3D printing. I've not done this, not done that. The process, I'll be honest, the process is fascinating. I am fascinated by how it all unfolds, how people decide on what, and these small details, and they rewatch scenes, zoom in on stuff to get this little this little thing right. I love it. And Balin, the design of Balin and Shin in particular, are absolutely brilliant. They are tremendously, especially in this the, the Ahsoka show, which, by the way, I, another thing I am just... I cannot wait to re-watch. Okay. Um, the designs are so well executed, mate. So oh, well executed. Oh, here it comes. Yeah, sorry, I know I've, I've, I've sprung that on you. Mm. No, no. Well, what were you drinking, by the way? Cup of tea or what? cup of tea? It has gone a little bit cold now, but no, it's fine. Tea's tea. I had a green tea earlier. That's crazy. Ooh, cleansing. Mm. Yeah, I know. Mm. I, know. I fancy oxidizing. It. Oxidizing. Fancied it, mate. I fancied it. I like green tea. But, but in short, yeah, Balen. Balin. I, I I went to a fancy dress party once as a uh, as I, and I had a Kylo Ren helmet on. I wasn't ca- quite Kylo Ren, but it's a it's a long story. I've said it on the podcast before. Let me know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, dandy Kylo Ren. Say less. Um, I, I had a Kylo Ren helmet, and I found it the one of the weirdest interactions ever with people because. People would just kind of look at you, go yeah, and then like just look away, and would, like people didn't know how to communicate or approach <laughs> you. And as I'm quite extroverted, so I found it like a really, really? bizarre. Yeah, if you didn't guess, mate, you, <laughs> you wouldn't know, would you? But um, yeah, it was a really weird experience. So I don't think I'd be a clone or a stormtrooper or a Kylo or a Vader yeah. anytime soon. Although that does seem like really, really good fun. 
What are you saying, mate? Who are you uh, cosplaying as? And why is it Watto? <laughs> Watto, exactly. Watto. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I find this... <laughs> I find this to be fascinating because I am slightly more introverted than Lukey Boy. So for me, I know there are so many great cosplayers out there and people who are into it just do who be who they want. And I absolutely yes. adore that. For me, it'd have to be somebody who I think is doesn't look like me necessarily, but has my kind of like size and proportion and height and all that. So I could kind of like feel like ready to live in their skin a little bit. But there's not really many people in the galaxy like that um really because i mean i could easily say i'd love to do han solo but um no Eamon jacobs has done that and we're not going to out beef that guy uh and all these other mm. people i mean would i love to be like a boba fett or a clone yes because then you know people love taking photos of those guys and you've got your helmet on and i haven't got to pull my silly smiley face but um you know, I, I, I honestly always find it hard luke tells me off when i say i'm not um but i've mentioned this before on the show and we we got a message from the from the from the, from the man himself, but I can't. It's just out of shot. But no, nobody's done a greasy money baby cosplay yet, or at least no, none, none, none that we've seen with the forearms, mate. Mate, mate, imagine it's me with a little grey face, forearms. So old Danny Robux was saying, no, nobody's done grease yet. Oh. Give me some, give me some money, Danny. Give me some of your advance from your latest film, and I'll, and I'll do it. But because I can't. Honestly, I was like, I don't really know. I can't really think of anybody because I haven't really thought about it before. So uh, probably um, General Grievous. A general, general, <laughs> probably Rose Tico. I'd like to be a droidica, please. If money is no object, <laughs> yeah. uh, just go to like one of these <laughs> cosplay makers. Like, I want. Look, I want to be a droidica, and I have an unlimited budget. Make it happen. But I don't know. It's really. Go- it's going to be re- no. I have an unlimited budget and <laughs> I want to be a droidica. Do it. Yeah. Mate, otherwise, I'd like to be Fireplace Padme from Attack of the Clones just to confuse people. Um, mm. <laughs> I think. Um, Classic. Or, 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 or Lake Naboo one, I mean, that beautiful ombre, ombre dress. I think people would be like, oh no, he doesn't look like I thought. Um, I love the dress though. <laughs> but yeah, I can't, I can't really think though, mate. Um, yeah, I'll go for, I'll go for Greasy Money. Yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, the, the second, the the uh, the fifth. Not for me. No, the ninth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. basically saying it's not for me. Yeah, it's I, not the, for the ninth me. sister, that big um, inquisitor from Fallen Order, and that. Um, <laughs> that well, so that geezer, she's not. He's not a geezer. Um, yeah, I don't know. It ain't for me. That goes, Luke. Matt, you're you're like digging. You're like you digging. <laughs> I want to make sure Malene gets the right answer, but cause I was like, you know what? If I had all the money in the world, give me greasy money, man, because nobody's done it. And I, I, I'd, I'd want four up the other two arms to be working and everything. They weren't just hanging down. Greasy well, money, baby. Well, if you did, on, on a serious note, if you did do a greasing, if it was good, right, a like celebration or something, it'd be it one of those world. things that would just like go viral. You know, like there's that cosplayer that came to celebration as a Geonosian. And you're like, how? How did they yeah. do that? And it, do you remember that? Yes, and it, it yes. just goes viral. So if you were to do something like Grease, it would just like, and if and, it, and if it looked good, yeah. it would just pop off. Like there's a few cosplayers from Celebration London this year that I still remember in my head that they, they were just standouts, standouts. Yeah. Incredible. And you see it every time, man, and every big yeah. con. So maybe one day. You could maybe. be Cal. Yeah. I'll be Grease. That could be, yeah. We could make that, that could happen. Gary Sarah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we just need who's the other one Merrin someone can be Merrin Sean you can be Merrin right done yeah there we go done <laughs> my brother sorted so easy 
Right, there we go then. Malene, we hope that answered your question. Luke was a little bit more tidy than mine, um, scrabbling about for an answer for our wonderful patrons there. But still, the question goes out to everybody else. With with un- unlimited power and credits and money, who would you like to cosplay as? Preferably, let's give us some ideas that we haven't heard before. You know, some weird and wonderful characters that don't often, we don't yeah. often see, like yeah. Grease or the ninth sister or someone like that but um jamie meline thank you so much for your patreon questions this month fantastic use of the perk can't wait to hear what you've got for us next year now but fear not we're not gonna be back next year we're gonna be back here next week bartender sorry about the mess we'll be back same time again in a few days time here in the bantina It's the Star Wars Sessions game! Game! Yes! We've come to that part of the show now, which we call the end but before we do that mm. we always wrap up with a star wars themed game we alternate hosting responsibilities this week it is my turn lukey boy do you want to know what you're playing let's do it mate what are we doing what are we playing i want to test your knowledge again mate the last jedi you sit there and say oh every year i, I like it a little bit more oh I, I can't wait to see more of you know poe and huck's mum jokes so i've got <laughs> i've got some questions about the last jedi and i wanted to answer them how well do you know the last jedi how well do you know this film? Uh, moderately. Okay. <laughs> moderately. I could have done any of the other ones, but I, I I'm rubbish at trivia. No, I like <laughs> it, mate. Let's do it. Let's do some Last Jedi love. Right. We put up the Last Jedi poster, didn't we? You know, for what social poster. post the other day. Oh, one of the best. One, one of the of best. The That's best. Star Wars Celebration Orlando 2017. Star Wars Celebration. Last Jedi poster. Unbelievable. It's Unbelievable. unbeaten. Right. DJ, no. smash the music, please. There we go. Right, my friend, how well do you know The Last Jedi? The question is, how many Oscars was The Last Jedi nominated for? Oh, my words. Really? Is that what we're, that's what we're starting off with? I'm going to say yeah. off, the, off the bat, six. Is that your answer? Yeah, let's do it. Six. Are right, you going to go six? Well, I'm going to tell is you that, that high it, or low? Well, it was nominated. Well, I'm taking your answers, but it was nominated for Best Original Score, Best yep. Sound Editing, yep. Best Sound Mixing, yep. Best Visual Effects, and yep. that's it four it was nominated oh. for the usual kind of below the line nominations for visual effects and sound uh, and of course john williams score it's almost synonymous now so yep. four yep. off to a good start next one okay. before benicio del toro took the coveted role of dj mm. which hollywood heavyweight reportedly turned down the role of dj oh weird stutter not included oh this does seem familiar. So this, before Benicio Del Toro took it. Interesting. Did you say, oh, this is so nostalgic. I remember that. Like, you know that, was it Entertainment Weekly or uh, Empire? That 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 photo of DJ on the set and he's kind of like sitting down. On Slumped, like, yeah. This. Yeah. He looks so cool. So when I say Hollywood heavyweight, I mean, he's, he's, this, guy's, this guy's now I, on the A-list. I suspect, okay, um, I suspect it might have been, it's not Leonardo, is it? It's not DiCaprio. 
He's 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 always he's been an A. It's definitely not DiCaprio, but I'll, I'll give you another torch chance. So it's definitely not right. um, Leo D. Is it Ryan Gosling? Oh. Mm. Final answer. No. no. Oh, now that means no. That means Don't no. I'm just asking you. Final answer. Give it another go, mate. Well. I, for some reason in my head, I thought, oh, he didn't get that wrong, Neff, and then he went on to do Blade Runner or something like that. Um, maybe I'm maybe I'm getting things mixed up. Uh, let me lock that in, mate, because I want to know who okay. it is. The Goz. Um, I would have mm. loved it to be the Goz because he's so mm. me, he's so you, he is Ken Uff. It wasn't Ryan Gosling. My man, it, DJ was nearly played by Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, really? He then went on to be in Joker and win his awards and all that a year or so later. So, yeah, <sighs> so it could have been Wacken Phoenix instead of Benicio Del Toro, so Hollywood heavyweight. So, zero out of two, but I'll give you a prop for trying. Okay, here's a fun one. Mm. How many Praetorian guards do Ray and Kylo kill in Snoke's throne room? In, in the duel, in the fight, sorry. How many Praetorian guards do they kill in total? Oh mm. my word! Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my word! Do you know the film? Is it six? I want to. Say it's oh. six or eight? I think I've said six already today. Right. I'm going to yeah. tell you something. One of those it's answers is right. Oh, one of those answers. We bang on the money. We did fifty-fifty. Is it six or eight? I'm trying to. I'm looking at. I'm trying to look at the scenes in my head. How many? The loser, buy, loser buys the smash burgers. I no, think you're the loser. Uh, I think. I think it's six. It's probably eight though. You're gonna. So which one are you gonna, gonna go gonna for? Lock. I'm gonna go for six, mate. Right. Okay. Well, I'm gonna tell you then, mate. That in the duel, Ray killed three guards, and Kylo. Kylo killed five killed five yep so it's, it is eight no when you said that i was like he's gonna do it so it is eight but i'm gonna, I'm gonna give you half a point oh, because of course you're 50 50 mate so half okay half. thanks mate 0.5 right. more, that. more numbers here how many porgs watch in horror as chewie slowly roasts one of their brethren over an open fire three hey, he's got that he knew straight away just just for the audio listeners Three, yes, three, yeah, <laughs> three porgs watching horror as they see their future ahead of them. So yes, yeah. three. So you got one and a half out of four, mate. What was the working title for the movie? Um, it was something bear, like big bear or something. Or it was something bear. Or I want to. It's not black bear, is it? No. That black diamond, wasn't it? Black bears just... You find those in California, mate. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I don't know if you do or you don't, guys. You yeah, we do. don't have bears in the UK. Um, <laughs> do we? Jamie Richards? No, I don't think we do. Um, maybe in Scotland. Who knows? Yeah, Jamie Richards. He's he's our big bear. Uh, what was the question again? Bear, yeah. <laughs> what was the working title for work. the movie? Some in bear. It's not space bear, is it? It might, be, it might be oh this guy I think it's Space Bear uh, he doesn't look confident you gonna lock it in yeah go on of course it's Space Bear yes you got it, it bang is. on mate it is Space Bear two and a half out of five so far is that right probably one two three somehow you got yeah. half right so far yes yeah. okay uh, two more then uh, this one's 
Yeah, I always ask this one. What is the runtime of The Last Jedi? This includes credits. What's the runtime? I always ask this one. I always <laughs> ask this one. Like <laughs> Every time it's a, a film-related one, it's always, oh, how long is it? What is the runtime of the movie? The the Last Jedi, if I if I'm if I'm correct, the Last Jedi is the longest Star Wars film, right? Yes, Tross wasn't as long. That could have been. I'm gonna say two hours forty one. Locking that one in, two hours forty one. Mm, yeah. I can't give you the points because you're just a little off. It's two hours, 32 minutes. So you're within 10 minutes, but I was looking for within five or even three minutes. Two hours, 32 minutes. But again, not far off. And the final one, mate. So two and a half out of six. Final one, mate. Here we go. What What is director Ryan Johnson's middle name? How well do you know The Last Jedi? (laughs) That's interesting. That's interesting because it is. Can I ask? Right, I, I want a clue. Is Ryan Johnson's middle name used in the Last Jedi as a film? Um, no, it isn't. That, it it isn't. But <laughs> just to alienate half of our listeners, it is a word or a name <laughs> that American people just cannot say. cannot pronounce it they just can't pronounce it uh ryan mirror johnson (laughs) (laughs) ryan ryan uh i i could go on mate Uh, ryan (laughs) aluminium johnson (laughs) (laughs) aluminum ryan carmel ryan oregano ryan schedule johnson (laughs) Uh, basil so it's a name that is i mean it's, it's it's a name it's actually a name which is I don't know, middlingly popular in the United Kingdom. You probably, you probably know somebody of this name, but it is a really? name that when American people say it, kind of changes the, the pronunciation oddly. Really? Annoyingly, I'm trying to, I'm tr- I'm trying to think what it could be. Um, uh, I'm, I know I've not got a long left, which is that the pressure. Do you want to know how many letters it's got in it? Yeah, go on. Five. Five letter name Ryan <laughs> Johnson. That's how some people call him anyway, I think. But no, I'm not going to get it, mate. F- no, I'm not. F- I was going to say Frank. I was like, we say that the same, don't we? Why? Well, you know, one of my middle names. Go on, mate. Put me out of my misery. I'm gonna. I'm it, gonna quit. It isn't Frank. Ryan Johnson's full name is Ryan Craig Johnson. Oh, Our American yes. brethren call it Craig, and I ain't Craig. Yes, it's Craig. Yeah, or Craig. Yeah, Craig. Craig. A I G. It's like where's the E? Where's it? It's Craig. <laughs> I love Amer- my American buddies, and I, I know they say the same about us. The way you pronounce things, but Craig, man, the Daniel Craig Johnson or Daniel Craig Johnson. Oh yeah, Daniel Craig. That's hey, it. you know Daniel Ryan Craig. Craig Johnson? Yeah, <laughs> Daniel Craig. <laughs> Ryan Craig we're Johnson. Reco- we're recording this late. If we've made any mistakes during this recording, it's been a late one, guys. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> give us a break. You get this for yeah. free. You get this for so, nothing. unless I think, you pay for Patreon. The, so thank you. Oh yeah, store minority of you though. Yeah, much more listen. So a lot get, of you get, are tight ones. So it's polished. So we're going to say that now. It's polished over there. But listen, any, any of the standard tech heads know what they're getting when they sign up to a session's main show. Um, yeah. But 
That is the end of the game, though, my friend. You got two and a half out of seven, which, considering some of those questions weren't really about The Last Jedi, it's more about how it's made. I think you did quite well there, my friend. Thanks, mate. Space Bear, I was nervous on that one. But all in all, good show, old chap. Good show. Episode, good job. what, two set, 228. 228. <laughs> 228, yeah. definitely not 278. Yeah, not no, yet. I was, anyway. I, was, I was about to be like, oh, 278. Two two eight, mate. Well done. Well done to us. Yeah. Another Good one job, in the bag friend. for 2023. So let's see what happens. We're getting there now, aren't we? We're getting there, mate. Soon we'll be saying 2024, and that'll be the new year. Can't wait. Not there yet, mate. 228, though, is over. We hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we've enjoyed uh, doing it for you tonight. But that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. The fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. They can search for us on X, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, threads. Just search Star Wars Sessions and you'll find us there. Drop us a message or a voice note. We love those. We do. We really do love voice notes uh, to our email address, which is hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk we've we've plugged it a few times this show guys but please support us if you can at patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions if it's within your means we, it would be really grateful for it but if not no big deal we we know things are tough right now yeah so we're only we're only having a little bit of bants yeah bit of bants that's it, right? We're only putting the leg a little bit, but do it anyway. But if you do want to support the show for free, which is what you're doing now, just keep doing that. And listen, we appreciate that more than anything. And you can leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice to show your love even more. By the time this episode is finished, you could have done it. Just scroll up five stars. Helps the show grow, introduces new listeners, and it's a nice and easy way for us to hear from more of you each and every week and thank you everyone who's been leaving those wonderful reviews mm. we posted some recently on socials keep it up we read and enjoy all of them yes those apple podcast reviews get them in because you can write them out spotify by the way we're, we're like way over 300 reviews on there which is really yeah nice, man you know and that, that's been going for less time than than, than apple you know, so mm-hmm. I think the interface is a lot easier on Spotify, isn't it? To just go up and Ooh, you know, yes. clip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, please tell all of your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your nearest Acolyte Extra, tell your Ewok, tell Ooh. your cousin, the more the merrier, the castle spicier. Tell your nearest Rolling Droidica cosplayer that this is the podcast you're looking for. <laughs> So until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you always. Luke. Damn. Arriver. Damn. Oh no, that's too many Ds. DJ. DJ. Damn. lift. Oh, that's wrong. Oh, me up. Who? Who signed that off? Who went, yeah, good idea. Give him... Sack Cassie Kennedy. (laughs) (laughs) He don't mean it. Well, maybe listen to the next shot. Right, cut it. Cut it. We're done. They are Essex-based podcast heroes...
you.